Blitz is defined as a sudden, savage attack. It is indeed all this. The effect is sure. The premise is simple. It's a basic, primal confrontation. Man to man. No excuses are offered. None accepted. Welcome to the latest edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Looks like a radio station. Now, here are your hosts. Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. Pure athlete, yeah. I transcend race, hombre. Matt Butler. I don't talk man. I back it up. And we are talk full of that, man. right. And Jeff Howe. It's still real to me, damn it. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. If you're going to blitz, come strong. But don't come at all. Coming strong with it this week because we are back at full strength. I am Jeff Howe, back for another edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Episode 27 of the reincarnation of the Blitz. <laughs> Track home. Uh, not a lot of time to waste, so let's go ahead and get into it right away. He is the master of the soundboard, the drop machine extraordinaire. No longer the man behind the glass, but man that sits right across from me. He's got an earpiece to his ear right now, doing technical things that I don't know what's going on back there. But uh, <laughs> Matt Butler, what's up, Matt? I'll just listening in, but uh, been looking forward to hearing from you just about your travels and just not necessarily travels, your uh, hibernation, staying home. Yeah. And taking no. care of a baby. Oh, he ain't been hibernating. No. Yeah, no. I know like that for a Papa fact. Bear in the cave, that though. He's true. in the cave <laughs> with the mama. I finally had to get some sleep this weekend because I was, <laughs> was going to go nuts. But uh, my wife's not a big fan of naps, so she's learn, she's learning to uh, adapt the nap. Mm-hmm. You no, know. oh, the nap is crucial yes. when there's a new baby in the house. Yes. Everybody takes a nap. Dogs included. Yes. Uh, a man that knows about naps <laughs> and other cultural things that can be good for the soul. Uh, he's a renaissance man here on our renaissance man here on the Blitz. Uh, lifetime Longhorn, 2002 UT All-American, 2002 semifinalist for the Jim Thorpe Award, fourth-round draft choice of the New York Giants back in 2003, spent his NFL career with the Giants, Lions, Bears, Bucks, Broncos, and a year with the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL. When he was done with football, got himself back to Austin, Texas, and the 40 Acres where he earned his degree. If he had a T-ring, he would wear it proudly. Mm. Nevertheless, he is a card-carrying member of DBU. Number 21 in your program, number one in your hearts, Mr. Rod Babers. Rod, be that T-ring slipped through your fingers like like those no, footballs man. used to. I lost it on, like three years ago. Go and I'm upset with myself. What I did, I think I did, is I think I washed because I think I washed my hands. And I used to take it off when I washed my hands. Uh, and I think one day, like I was drunk or something, went to a like yeah, it was a hotel I think too because we were it was like a staycation. I think I took it off while washing my hands and left it there. And then that panic feeling hit you when you and realized. I was like, where the hell is it? And I man, it was it still hurts me. I think that was when you. Day. But I gotta go back and get another one. That was my second one that I'd ever had, so I'd already replaced one. Yes, so I, I know you can go. It costs like three hundred dollars. I mean, of course, you have to be a letterman, but it right. costs like 300 bucks. Right. You had lost Yeah, you can't just go up to the football office and be like, yeah. like a T-ring, please. I no. know. <laughs> and the first one I got for free. that money on the counter. Yeah. The first one, actually, they hooked me up. I got it for free. They were like, oh, no, no worries. Look it up. But this time, I think I had to pay. <laughs> hey, man, we uh, so reckon you got like two, 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 two T-rings already. I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean? I need another one. So, you know, I think I can just like get a bunch of them. We'll see. I might have like a racket going. <laughs> I might be hooking people up with T-rings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> 10 G's, baby. You know you can't get this. No, some booster or something. You want the, some T-ring? I'll ring, hook it up, dog. I'll hook running, it up. Rod be running the T-ring Counterfeit T-ring. Oh, man. I wish I wouldn't have said man, that black on air. Right, yeah. I wish I wouldn't have said that on be air. that guy. Damn it. Now I'm like Trump. There's a record of it out there. There was literally a guy in New York that was selling these gold, like, Damn doubloon, it. like, fake, like, Chuck E. Cheese money and selling them as Bitcoins to people. And oh, was I rev- saw that story. <laughs> oh, last week idea. with John Oliver. I think I saw that story. It's hilarious. What also is instinctual for me is talking Texas football. And Mm. I know know, baseball is going on right now. It's true. Basketball is getting ready to play in the NCAA tournament. But Mm. uh, spring football starts next week. And I wanted to take this show to preview spring ball. And, Rod, I want to start with this. And and I want to start with the defense because I want to get your take on this and kind of dovetail this into our defensive conversation. Uh, We know this will be a different Texas defense in 2018. And this will be Todd Orlando's first chance to, to work with his defense. And I started thinking about some of the similarities between a defense that it seemed like Charlie Strong was trying to pattern Texas. 
Texas after yeah. uh, and where they are now where Texas is. And I was thinking about this uh, when Richard Sherman got released by the Seahawks, hmm. uh, that the Legion of Boom is no more. No, I, it's I, done. I, the Seahawks, they're planning yeah. on keeping Earl Thomas, it sounds like now, yeah. most likely. If somebody doesn't make a blockbuster trade for him. Right. Uh, I mean, if they offer like two ones for Earl they Thomas, want, which probably won't happen. Yeah, but they, yeah. yeah. They want at, they least, the, a, at they, least a second and something if else. If they get the right offer, then I think they might be they willing because to Because the writing's been on the wall, Earl. Right. That's why he went to talk to Dallas coaches and has been putting himself out there how mm. much he's wanted to play in other areas because he knew this offseason was coming with other guys not being able to resume. It was yeah. going to be the next step. But, you know, Jeremy Lane gets released. Michael Bennett gets traded. Mm. Richard Sherman's released. Uh, Cam Chancellor's probably going to be a, a June 1 cut, maybe. It sounds like he's not. I don't know. It's Cam Chancellor a free agent. It doesn't sound like Cam Chancellor's going to be there much longer. Mm. It's the bottom line. Not future plan. And when I started thinking about the breakup of the Seahawks and that Legion of Boom defense and the secondary, I started thinking about the Texas secondary. And I'm happy that at least we got to kind of it, it yeah. wasn't Charlie Strong coaching this team, but at least we kind of got to see his vision come to fruition of what this secondary could look like when you put all these pieces together. And the Maryland game being the outlier, really from the San Jose State game through the uh, through the TCU game, which was Holton Hill's last game. Yeah. When you had Holton Hill and Chris Boyd at corner with Deshaun Elliott at safety, uh, with PJ Lock. I mean, I'm sorry, with Brandon Jones at the other state too. Brandon Jones as the season went on started playing better and better and better better. and then really the answer they found at Nickelback ended up being Antoine Davis as happy accidents exactly happy Mm -hmm. accidents exactly PJ Locke best football we've ever seen him play PJ Locke gets hurt against Baylor Antoine Davis comes in and is phenomenal the rest of the year uh but Rod we finally we really got to see the vision of that Charlie Strong staff when they recruited those guys in 2015 Chris Boyd and Holton Hill and PJ Locke and Deshaun Elliott we got to see the vision of that secondary really come Mm -hmm. to life under Todd Orlando. And, you know, you could talk about Malik and talk about Puna Ford. The argument can be made that that secondary was the backbone of that defense. The argument can be made. I know we could talk about, again, Puna Ford or Malik Jefferson or whatever, but that secondary was really, really good. And now Todd Orlando's going into his second spring at Texas as the, at the same time the Legion of Boom is breaking up that he's got to revamp Texas second. Mm-hmm. Holton Hill's gone. Deshaun Elliott's gone. Antoine Davis, who ended up being your answer at nickel, he's gone. Jason Hall, who ended up yeah. another, again, yeah, happy one of those versatile pieces. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They really, decided yeah. that, you know, John Bonnie was in there as the dime back, yeah. and they decided that hey, we want a little bit more of a pass rush presence. Yep. Didn't like that they were getting from Nation. So they put in Jason Hall as a sixth defensive back, took the B backer spot, and boom, boom, it ended up being a great move for this defense. Yeah. So, Rod, I want to start our spring preview talking about this secondary. And when Ooh. you look at when you look at how the pieces fit, DBU. You You've got a guy in Chris Boyd who played the last half of the year like a legitimate number one corner should play. You look at some of the games he had, Oklahoma State's one that sticks out. Texas Texas Tech Tech is one that sticks out. Uh, Even the bowl game, some of the things he did in the bowl game. Got to find another corner. You know, Josh Thompson's probably going to move to nickel, probably going to get him a look at nickel. Right. P.J. Locke and Brandon Jones at safety. But, Rod, dare I say this next wave of recruits, and it starts with Anthony Cook, Caden Stearns, and B.J. Foster, Mm -hmm. the guys who were on campus right now from that 2018 class. It's going to be an interesting spring in the secondary with those three guys kind of lurking. And I don't think the staff is going to hesitate if those guys prove to be their best options at some point. I don't think it's going to, I don't think we should be surprised if at some point we're hearing about BJ Foster getting some first team reps or Anthony Cook getting some first team reps or Caden Stearns getting some first team. Yeah, I think uh, you go in with that class. Um, and you go into the go into it with the thought process that these defensive backs, from what I see from early on, and I'm sure that Todd Orlando has a plan that you let those guys compete for reps. Um, essentially, like early on, I'm talking about in in spring, early on, of course, in spring football, of course, coming up, and then doing you know two days and and then going on in a training camp and all that kind of stuff because they're that talented, and you had so many different guys leave your secondary that were not only starters and at one point the best players on that defense Deshaun Elliott Houghton Hill at times even pro football focus said that Houghton Hill for the was it nine games that he Houghton Hill graded it higher than any Texas he was the highest player. graded yeah. Texas defender so he that you know I mean so he was the best player on the defense at one point Deshaun Elliott probably made more plays than any player on the defense at one point Jason Hall was probably one of your most versatile defenders he made you um that he made that dime defense he made it able to be 
being defense that could support the run effectively with a guy like Jason Hall in there. And then you had Bonnie, who you used effectively, and then you got Antoine Davis, who stepped in at the nickel. You lose some of those guys. You don't lose Bonnie, but you lose like four guys out of that secondary. You got the best defensive back haul, arguably, in the history of recruiting, modern-day recruiting, coming in. You got to let all those guys compete. You never know what you're going to get. I remember coming in in 99 with, you know, Monty Collier and Kendrick Turner. Uh, Dakari Pearson came in in my class. Yeah, I think we had actually another safety, too, that I'm forgetting about. But we had a really mm-hmm. good defensive back class. And hey, we didn't know who was going to play. I mean, early on. Ended up, you know, I ended up being the guy that won the most reps. But Monte Collier was higher rated than I think I was. And Kendrick Turner was way faster than anybody else on the team. That guy was a legitimate 4-2 guy. Right. Um, hell, we had no idea. And then Dakari Pearson ended up being a freshman All-American when he did play. So, right. <laughs> I mean, we never we didn't know who was going to end up being the guy that distanced themselves from the rest of the pack. So if you're a Tom Herman, you can't go into it with any preconceived notions. Or if you're Todd Orlando, you can't go into it with preconceived notions. Because Chris Boyd, I think, is going to end up being the guy in my prediction. We talked about this last show, which Texas defender with the top four defenders period on the defense leaving this year, whether it be Puna Ford, talking about Malik Jefferson, Houghton Hill, Deshaun Elliott, they're all going. Who's going to step up and become the best player on defense for the Texas Longhorn defense this year? I think it's Chris Boyd is one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, Pro Football Focus said he was the highest grade defender in the country in that Texas Tech game. Right. Um, and I got that from Horns 247, like in the country. Almost not had, just a, almost had a grade of 100. It was like 90. It was almost a perfect six. game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, the Longhorns lost that game, but he was the best player on the field for the Texas defense. And when Houghton Hill went down, um, well, it went down when he was suspended, um, you know, I mean, you could argue that basically Chris Boyd stepped up as a shutdown corner in yeah. his presence. And he actually got better when Houghton Hill left. Like that to me is a really, really like optimistic view of it that Chris Boyd can step up now and be that that presence that Houghton Hill was. You can build a defense around that, okay. having a shutdown corner, and, which is which is rare. Right. And these, these metrics are awesome to be able to look at these things because like you talk bring up Houghton Hill was eighty seven point eight and you look at the rest of the Big Twelve, there was only two of the DBs on the all Big Twelve team with a higher grade. And then when you bring up though, you see that you already had the high grade by Elliott, you see a high grade whenever replaced by Boyd. It makes me think about some of the metrics I've seen a lot this year in the NBA where you learn about the Celtics because of the framework of the defense is so good. It isn't that Kyrie Irving became so much better of a defender, but within a framework of a great defense, you then individually can be heightened above, say, your skill set or below. So it's just interesting to see if, say, this maybe tells us more that we're seeing that Orlando's defense puts these guys in great situations to where next player up may have the opportunity to grade out that high or was this all very good individualized performances and next year we're going to see a drastic drop because we don't have Deshaun Elliott or Holton Hill or now Boyd's in a heightened role but just seeing and hearing how once Holton left and you see these other high grades and seeing it across the whole secondary it reminds me of how you look at the individual metrics in the NBA and sometimes you learn more about the whole defense as a whole than necessarily how great these individuals are performing within the whole defense so it could be really good for Texas if that's the case. So Rod, if we're saying we can we can build a defense around Chris Boyd, we being us in the Todd Orlando chair, you're passing. Yeah, your, you can start pass defense game plan. Right, you know what I mean, it starts with Chris Boyd. Mm. So look, I want to talk about some of those other pieces. Like where are you at on Brandon Jones going into spring ball? And and I man, I'm gonna yield I'm gonna yield to you oh, on the man. on a lot of the DB conversation because that's your that's, wheelhouse. You know why that's tough? Because you got two safeties coming in, um, and I don't know if they're pro- they're, project- they're projecting B.J. Foster and you know, obviously Caden Stearns with safeties. Now, I'm, I'm sure that maybe if you want to use those guys in a nickel package, that maybe a Caden Stearns could come down maybe and play a nickel. Like maybe Stearns should get some, a look at nickel. I think Stearns is going to get a look at corner, too. And is he really? Yeah, so I, yeah, it depends on where they're projecting these guys. Because I, I even heard people talking about B.J. Foster could play corner, too. Like and he's, he's, he's got that B.J. Foster's got a corner skill set. See, yeah. yeah, and I know Anthony Cook is strictly a corner, so I don't know exactly what the coaches are doing in terms of projection. So I'll, I'll, I'll just, we'll leave that as a variable that really is kind of an unknown in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But man, Listen, I know Brandon Jones, he played really good down the stretch. He played much better down the stretch. He was really good. Much better down the stretch. But, man, you got two guys who can play safety who I think also can cover like corners, mm-hmm. which was Coach Aquina's, like that was his um, his utopian dream for a secondary. You know what I mean? just how, And that was Michael Huff. Mm-hmm. That's the guy that won your, right. your Thorpe Award, yes, you know, on the Mount Rushmore of Texas football DBU uh, because he, he that's a guy that basically could play corner and he could play safety. Like he was that kind of athlete. Mm-hmm. 
Nathan I Vasher. Nathan Vasher was one of those guys. I think you got two guys like that kind of in this coming in this class with BJ Foster and Caden Stearns. Jalen Green plays some safety. You know what I mean? It's, so. Yeah. So <laughs> versus, I like Brandon Jones, but man, he he, he better he better get it right. Like he better kick it in gear. Like I could see it. And it, it, same thing that happened like with Ahmad Brooks, who had his birthday uh, yesterday, actually. Who um, I mean, he was playing at corner, I think, when Coach Akina first came in, and you know he had gotten basically he had, they had take we had overtaken him at corner, usurped him because they had Quentin Jammer at one corner, and then I had earned the other corner. All right, I took the starting job, so he was at corner, got lost there, but then reemerged as a safety. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because Coach Akina wanted guys that could cover, and he coveted skill sets that was kind of a five-tool skill set, and that's what he wanted. Nathan Vasher, Quentin Jammer, Ahmad Brooks, all those guys played safety and corner, and those guys were in the starting secondary with me in 2001. You know what I mean? So that right. that's what he wanted. I think that's kind of the modern-day look at secondaries if you can have that luxury. Texas has that luxury. Yeah. So Brandon Jones, he's, he played you know good, well down the stretch, but yeah, he's got he's got to worry about his job, no doubt about it. So and Brandon Jones is a guy going into the spring that you say about his you're, job. You're, you're on the clock. Yeah, man. You know it. He know it, too. He's a fool if he don't. Right. And he's that, a fool he's if he thinks of, he's the starter going in, like assumed starter. No, man. Got it locked down. You go yeah. in the spring as a monster, as a beast. You know they're coming for your job. Yeah. So, and you know what? That's why this secondary is going to be really good because that's how it was when I was there. When I was there, when I saw Nathan Vasher out there, I was like, hey, and I'm saying I gotta stay at the practice. I gotta start watching more film. This dude is a beast. And then he wanna hang out with me. Hey man, Robbie, where you going? Hey, all right, man, come on, man. Let's go watch some more film. Like you do what I do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that, when I saw Michael Huff and Cedric Griffin, it was the same way. I was like, man, these these young bucks, they ready to go. Like they 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 where, ready. And that's when your 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 competition level rises to the point yeah. where, man, you you every every day in practice you are playing like the best secondary in the country. And then hopefully the wide receivers, you know, they can counter that. And they started building. I've even heard wide receivers in this class or in the 2019 class talk about, man, we're going up against the best D, best young DBs in the country. Like I'm looking forward to that. Like so, that's becoming a buzz. That's, and they're, they're pitching that's that a when they're recruiting. Thing, like a Roy Williams, that. like the way y'all talk about yeah, those practices. Exactly right. With Roy yeah. Williams and B.J. Johnson and Sloan Thomas, yeah. dude, that was money. That yeah. was those were. And then y'all those, were competing to beat them just out of your natural was, com, com, just yeah. competitiveness in, as a person. It took us to the next level. You might be looking at. Something yeah. like that with this group. I mean, you, you, like when you talk about though, uh, just the Brandon Jones aspect of it. That's where fans would almost want to root for Jones because if he's a guy that can stay above, because you know those freshmen aren't going yeah. anywhere and they're really good. Yeah. And if somehow like you can keep your head above water, yeah. it's only going to bring them higher with you. So it'd be something really good to see. Get that depth that we've talked about lacking for about yeah. a decade. It's, it's interesting that we're talking about a guy and Brandon Jones who was the number one safety prospect in the country a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and now we're talking about him. But that's when Perfect this place example. is. Big, really good that's what it's that's been the case. Yeah. it's always a game when, when we were really good I'm serious they were bringing in all these young DBs I'm like damn these dudes are good these dudes yeah. are like <laughs> NFL players like that, I mean hell, you know what I mean like so like, it, it pushed me it pushed it pushed Brooks it pushed uh, even Jammer I'm sure even Jammer felt it like it and Jammer was the man Jammer ended up being like a right. top five pick in the draft but it pushed everybody in that room you want to be in the front they had the desk set up like a classroom you know what I mean <laughs> and the starters we all sit up front you know what yep. I mean we get to talk to Coach Akina He's hanging out there. We kicking it, laid back. You wanted to be in the front, and it, it broke down like a depth chart. So you was always <laughs> looking at the guy in front of you, like, man, so, I want to be in that top seat. I want to be in that seat with Coach. So for you know decades, what I mean? Coach Kenny bringing you up on the board, like, hey, de- Robbie, I need you to draw up this cover, this coverage right here, and then we going against this route concept. Tell me what this corner is going to do. Tell me what help you got, and where the linebacker is supposed to be. All this kind of stuff, and you know, what I mean, the youngsters was just, you know, they get asked questions and stuff, but you want to be in that front seat, man. That's what it became all about. It was beautiful. If, if only concept. the whole media knew, because for decades it was every press conference they want to know about the depth chart and what all you man. had to do was look in the meeting room and see it listed out man, there. Man, it's right there. It's right there. No, <laughs> so man, it was beautiful. It was. I remember. Room. I remember. Yeah, staring at all the you know backs of guys like Joe Walker and uh, you know Ahmad Brooks and Irvis Hill and you know all those guys and and I'm thinking to myself I'm taking their job and when everybody in that room has that mentality that I'm taking that job now we want everybody in the room to do well. 
but I'm taking that damn job. I want that job. And I know Huff, they wanted my job. And said Vasher, we wanted my job. He couldn't take my job, so he moved him to safety. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was respect. Like, you ain't going to take my damn job. He's like, man, I was coming for you. And him. that's where it takes And I was like, yeah, you ain't coming. You ain't going to take it. I love you, but you ain't going to take my job. But I want you to be good, too. So come with me. Let's go get these extra reps. I'm going to beat you in every damn drill. You know what I mean? I'm going to win. That's what I'm going to do. Like, you get that that uber competitive, like, atmosphere and that, that culture. Dude, it's, it was something I, I'd never been a part of, like, before. And it was awesome. And like, you get to awesome. that point and where you're back up, then coach goes to the other coach. Yeah. like, well we, well, we can't keep them off the field. Where are we going to put them? And they We're go and put them at special put teams, them put them at safety, put them somewhere. Put them out there, let them play. All right, break time on the show, but on the other side, we're talking more Texas spring football, so do not go anywhere. You're listening to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. This is Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Now, here is your host, Jeff Howe. When when we look at the front seven, to me the the position that stands out is B backer. Now we talk about linebacker. I do think depth at inside linebacker is a concern, and I think you're going to see some different guys cross train there. I think you'll see Jeffrey McCullough get some reps inside uh, because really behind Anthony Wheeler and and Anthony Wheeler's another guy. Rob, we talk about Brandon Jones. Wheeler's a guy that's played a lot of football, but when you really start to break it down, has he made a lot of plays? Like it seems like his 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 playmaking games are limited. Like a game here or a game there and then there's stretches where you know he's just kind of there so there's a step anthony wheeler's got to take gary johnson's a guy on this defense that i think is about to blow up and i think this spring we'll see him ascend to be the guy because yes malik jefferson's gone but i think one of the reasons why malik jefferson was so good last year was the staff playing gary johnson next to him once they went to that dime package and i think that pushed malik because gary johnson's got that work ethic and Mm -hmm. rod there weren't you know you didn't have back in your day at texas there weren't a lot of juco guys there might have been like one or two on the roster but that's what i like about recruiting jc guys because when you get the right jc guy in there those are the guys that realize like this is my last chance yeah I can't screw this up. I yeah. got to make the most of this. I got everything on the line. And I think Gary Johnson's one of those guys that, from what I heard when he got when he got to campus last summer, it was like, wow, you guys get to eat food like three times a day? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming, from, coming from Dodge City where you might get one meal, you know, it's it's a different one. Y'all, fed y'all here? going out to eat at Cooper's Barbecue? What but that hell? that makes yeah. that, and, and Nashawn yeah. Hughes is one of the guys that says, man, that makes the guys around him be like, wow, you know, this, this cat's coming at it from a different perspective mm-hmm. that you've got to respect. Uh, so I think Gary Johnson is going to take it to another. But when you when you talk about linebacker, B backer is the position that they got to get more out of. And we talked about Jason Hall. They took Nashawn Hughes off the field and effectively made Jason Hall as the sixth defensive back, made him the B backer. And I want to look at some pass rush numbers, Rod. I broke this down. This is all from Pro Football Focus, and, and I'll try to tweet this article out uh, this week. When you look at it, I just pulled the pass rush grade, pass rush grades from Pro Football Focus of the returning lettermen. So the guys that are back from the roster, uh, your best pass rushers coming back: Charles Amenahu, seventy-six point three; uh, Brecken Hager, seventy-three point four. And, and keep in mind, Hager didn't play till start yeah. playing a lot till halfway through the year. Till the dime package became yeah. popular. And then yeah. Jeffrey McCulloch, seventy-one point five. And McCulloch missed three games with an ankle injury. So you know the B backer mix. This spring, it's going to be McCulloch get some run there. Uh, Marquez Bimage is going to get some run there because I think he's a guy that the staff looks at as right now as a situational pass rush guy. I mm-hmm. think they think he can give them something. But I'm for moving Malcolm Roach there, and I think you'll Ooh, see that at least I situationally. Like but think about what Malcolm Roach yeah. did at the Fox Inn yeah. as a true freshman, and even last year, you know, the tackle for loss numbers were down. I think he had eight as a true freshman. I think he was like a three or four mm-hmm. last year. Uh, had one fewer sack, but that was playing closer to Hand the ball. And dirt sometimes, yeah. yeah. So I think you free him up a little bit, and you know, I I, I just want to read you some numbers again. I, I run down those pass rush grades. Uh, you know, Nashawn Hughes, his pass rush grade, and this is the last lack of production. And keep in mind that B-backer spot in this defense. That was Tyus Bowser at U of H. So you're talking about a guy that was versatile, a legit frontline NFL prospect as an outside linebacker. Mm -hmm. And then you look at what Nashawn Hughes gave you. Uh, finished the year with a below what Pro Football Focus considers below average for a pass rushing grade uh, of 51.4. Uh, PFF College credited Hughes with only seven total pressures on 110 snaps as a pass rusher. So that's one disruptive snap every 15.7 snaps. How big is Bowser? Or was was Bowser? Bowser. Matt, can you look that up yeah, for yeah. me and pull some Tyus Bowser numbers? Now, so now I mentioned Jason Hall. Jason Hall finished with a pass rush grade of 69.4. That might not sound like a big deal. That was the fourth 
best pass rushing grade for any safety in the country last year. Six three two twenty seven. Okay, so are undersized okay. compared and to okay. Jason yeah. Hall. That's what I thought. Jason Hall was getting one disruptive. Now I mentioned Nation Hughes. Well, like, he's kind of like a Jason Hall size. Yeah, <laughs> Jason Tyus Bowser. Yeah, then, yeah. 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 Nation Hughes one disruptive snap every fifteen point seven snap. Mm. Jason Hall. One disruptive snap every 6.8 snaps. Yeah. So the per snap production is much better. And then you start looking at the disruptive snaps per snap on a per snap basis. Jeffrey McCulloch, one every 4.9 pass rush snaps. Gary Johnson, one every 5.9. Anthony Wheeler, one every 5.4. Malcolm Roach, one every 15.6. But Roach was different because he was playing yeah, was with his hand in the dirt more yeah. often. Yeah. So everybody other than Nason Hughes was really productive when they were asked to rush the passer. Now, Good keep point. in mind, that's not actually snaps played. That snaps as a pass rusher. So depending you on can, yes. if you're blitzing. Right, or, so you yeah, can yeah. look at those numbers, slice them however you want. The bottom line is Texas needs more production from that B-backer spot, and I'm really intrigued if they move Malcolm Roach there. And you can move Malcolm Roach there because you return Brecken Hager, you return Charles Amenahu, you've got some other pieces on the defensive line who can who can give you snaps in various shades. Jamari Chisholm's back, Gerald Wilbon, even though he was banged up coming out of the bowl game, he'll be around for spring ball. Chris Nelson thing's kind of interesting because the grad transfer rumors are kind of starting to fire up on Chris Nelson again after they died down, So, but he's coming off the elbow injury. Anyway, uh, and then you've got a young guy like Taquan Graham. Uh, I mentioned Jamari Chisholm still around, so there you've got enough defensive linemen that you can sacrifice Malcolm Roach for spring ball and say we want to see if Roach at the B-backer spot can work because that position is so important to our defense. Because I, well, I just love what Todd Orlando does because he's so situational in the way that he approaches things, right? So, and we've seen him evolve real time last season with the way he approached it and bringing in the lightning package and using different guys like you know Brecken Hager and Jason Hall, like literally guys personnel wise who were versatile and he consider you know what in situ different situations depending on the team I'm playing depending on the matchup this guy will be like he this guy will be utilized because he can be really effective against whatever the team is doing so you know I think if you're looking at it as just a weapon in the arsenal mm-hmm. it's part of the artillery hmm. um yes no question about it Mal- Malcolm Rose should be used there and he should have different packages and looks and fronts where you can use him in that b-backer role but I do wonder, you know, since we the lightning package was basically the dime package was in six defensive backs became the base personnel for them mm-hmm. late in the year. If he'll continue on that and then depending on the teams that he plays and the matchups and how much they want to run the ball and from what different personnel sets they want to run the ball from and what they want to pass from, then you use different, you know, sets or where you can use him in the B-backer role because Jason Hall was there as a as a safety and you're looking at ties, you know, you know Bowser's, yeah. you know, metrics. Same, same and size. He's kind of the same size as Jason Hall. You know, I wonder if they recruited DeMarvion Overshown as basically the guy they're going to themselves mold and shape just for that role because they like the so, way Jason yeah. Hall played it. They remember Ty, you know, Bowser. Is it Tyus? Was it Tyus, Tyus, Tyus Bowser? Tyus Bowser. I won't say Tyson for some reason. Mm-hmm. Tyus Bowser. Uh, they like Ty. they like yeah they like those guys as uh you know measurable so much in that role. They decided you know what we're going to recruit a guy that basically has that size, but he is he's still raw, and we're gonna build him in our uh, make him up in the image that we want for that position yeah so i don't even know if they want a true linebacker front seven presence in it as much as they want versatility and i agree with you malcolm roach very versatile when he is that guy when he is that guy that's why you should as like i said part of your defensive part of your playbook you know what i'm gonna break out this i'm gonna break out this malcolm roach you know be backer on oklahoma state or k-state or whoever and then we're gonna be able to utilize it but yeah in terms of hell these days i don't know what anybody's base is I don't know what the hell it, it doesn't no, matter. And that's it's what's the so nickel perfect. here just to base and to begin, and then it's your dime most of the and time. And that's what's so perfect about the situation. We talk about the adaptability and how much we love a guy like Orlando, and you just look at the numbers because, like as Jeff said, those it's obvious Hall very successful in those purse snaps whenever he's asked to rush. Very unsuccessful was a guy like say Hassan, but when you look at how they're used, it looks as if Orlando's using them to their strengths because you look at Texas overall havoc rate whenever you're getting pressure 
pressures and bringing blitzes. 33rd in the nation, that's pretty good. You're yeah, in the that, top half, yeah. but you look how it's brought. Now, D-line have it great? 100th, not good. Mm. But when you look at the percentages is where it outweighs because the linebackers right there at 48th. DBs were the second best in the country. There you go. If you're very good, but then now look at the percentages. This is where it really jumps out to you and where spreads. Where is that at, Matt? Uh, footballstudyhall.com. Okay. And then you go and it's on the Texas profile. So you look at the DB Havoc rate. Normally, nationally, brought only 6.5%. Texas, 150% that wow. at 9.7. Yeah. Now go That's look crazy. at the D line. 5%. National average is 4.9. Texas only brought the D-line havoc rate 3.3%, 150% down. So now, th- is this yeah. more of an explanation that Nation it wasn't his strength, or that we want to use our big bodies to consume other big bodies and, and free up our athletes speed. and yeah. our guys that are good at tackling, good in space, in space. Good aggressive, bring them into those traits? And I think this is more, not necessarily a compliment to Hall, but a compliment to Orlando, probably identifying what is his weapons are knowing his personnel and using them right. But yeah, those numbers just blow me away that not only are you 100th and second, but whenever the national average is five and six and a half, you're over here at 3.3 and 9.7, 150% the time, which is just an insane oh, percentage when you look at it, because overall, just our natural havoc rate, 16% is the national average, Texas 18%. So we're only bringing 2% extra deviation, that's 12%. So only 12% more, yeah. but the dispersion of it was yeah. 150% more because yeah. of the success Bring that you were having once end. every 6.8 snaps with Hall. Man. Yeah, those that's, numbers, it makes total is, sense. Dude, that is, damn, Matt, you're good. That, is, that just blew my mind. Yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah. I totally, Football I gotta go find study that. Hall, people can look at the numbers, just go to right, the I'm Texas that statistical that back, profile. I'm going there to tonight, Rod, that goes back to what you talked about. Rabbit hole. <laughs> and this, this, this kind of ties into welcome, it. Welcome to my world. The versatility <laughs> conversation with Jason Hall over Nason Hughes, Jason Hall allows you to be more versatile. Mm-hmm. Because as much you can do so much more with your disguises and and, and this right. different shells you can show people, yeah. Yep. And Tom Herman, Tom you don't Herman, know where even, it's coming from. Yeah, I asked Tom Herman yep. in the signing day press conference about you know if that dime changed the way they recruit, and awesome. he mentioned he mentioned that B backer spot might have changed the way they look at that going forward. But he, you know, he said you pretty much they're going to be dime personnel when they when anybody they face eleven personnel. Well, damn, go look at the Big Twelve. How many how many teams mm-hmm. run eleven personnel? And the, everybody, we don't exactly. Modern yeah, labels yeah. don't even matter so much in co- the way that you play football now or the way you play positionless basketball. It's more about yeah. skill sets and how you can then get that chess match to get the mismatch and then use that against them the next play to get another mismatch. Well, it's very Belichickian because if you guys watched the Two very Bills modern. documentary. Oh, yeah, it was great. I still uh, haven't seen the it. Lawrence you got to go watch it. Dude, you need well, to watch that immediately. Yeah, uh, where, the uh, Lawrence Taylor against, stuff is so but, awesome. Yeah, they're playing against the Bills, and the Bills are running that K-gun way back mm-hmm. in the day with Jim Kelly and all the wide receivers, um, and Andre Reed and those guys, and Thurman Thomas, and Bill Belichick says, you know what, let Thurman Thomas have whatever the hell he wants, we're going to let him eat, we're going to get back on these wide receivers, and we're going to pound the hell out of these wide outs, and, we're gonna, and they play dime, mm-hmm. I believe, like 90% of the game, and people were like, playing dime out there with against Thurman and Thomas? And he's letting them run for a hundred something. He was like, yeah, let Thurman run, but we're going to shut down the pass and not let them move not the ball in chunks down the field. Exactly, and it, it was brilliant. And Bill Belichick, I was just saying, so I, I think Todd Orlando strikes me as a guy, Belichickian, and it's about situational football. It's no different. I mean? We yes. talked about this. Muschamp was so good at this. What do you do well? I'm going to make you I'm gonna make you beat me left-handed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In other words, I, I, look at something. What can I take away? Yeah. And, and I'm going to take that one thing away. If you beat me doing this other thing, yeah. then I'll just tip my cap to your guys. What are they doing in the Big 12? What are they doing in the Big 12? Very good. We have really good quarterbacks and the best offenses in the country. And how do they do it? They throw the football mm-hmm. to get down That's, the field. All right, we're taking away the pass, even with personnel. Six DBs on the field. Blitzing you got man. four wide receivers on the field. I got six DBs. I already outnumber you on the back end. You want to run it? Great. I got a versatile defender that I can put in the box. I got <laughs> I got big linemen that'll that'll suck up other linemen, yep. and so I can win there in the numbers. And I got fast linebackers that can go sideline to sideline. That's what we on Charlie so much yeah, over man. his mm-hmm. three years for not doing enough of. Yeah. yeah. Because it was almost like that staff was like, okay, we'll just see if ours are better than yours. No, you're doing yourself a disservice when you 
you yeah. do that. Take yeah. away the strength. Exactly. Take away the strength. Be obvious about it too. Take away something. Saban does the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. be obvious. Take Don't something yeah. away. I'm not I'm not gonna hide it. No, I'm not trying to hide it. No, I'm taking away the pass. Okay. Yeah. You can run. You wanna run it? Run it. I got a Puna Ford right here, which helps the, that's also gonna be a challenge. One then think about you know, I'm replacing that guy. I got I got beasts up front. I will be able to stop the first you know, game the we saw was Oklahoma State. Yeah. When Texas clearly had a had a plan, we're taking away the deep ball. Yeah, we're taking if away you're gonna ball. beat us with something, you're not beating us with the deep mm. ball. You're gonna yeah. dink and dunk it, you're gonna run it, but you're not gonna be And then when it comes down to actual just looking at the styles versus each other, because if you that you're already in that that we need to take away the pass, well, what's the quickest way and the most consistent way to get havoc on the passes with a pass rush yep. to bring it and then to also then disrupt timing. You want to be able to get out, so get guys like we're showing about those DBs being rangy enough to be able to have the long arms to be mm-hmm. able to get that initial jam to disrupt any type of little tiny just first two seconds of free release can keep your timing on schedule or if then you get the three seconds of pass rush you can throw it all off if you get a turnover or deflection or something like that so err on the side in the finesse passing conference of physicality and trying to disrupt timing and that's going to be your one way to be it seems simple it seems like more teams would do it but it's hard to do because it's risking a big play a touchdown every time to where the polarity you could get beat real bad if you aren't good at doing it you know no it's it's one of those things that ideally that's the case but who has the personnel to do it exactly it's almost like yeah, of course, you have to be a blue blood. You to have to have the personnel. Yeah, everybody wants to do what the Warriors are doing. You ain't got the personnel. To you don't do have it. the shooters. You know what I mean? You ain't got the shooters to do it. You got to do it a different way. And with the Rockets, the Rockets are doing it a different way. Mm-hmm. They got they got two combo guards. Nobody in the NBA can have two guys like that that can score on their own, be isolation scores like CP3 and like Houston, so and like uh, Harden. So they got their own thing going on. But so with Tyler Lundell, the thing that's interesting about and the him, modern rules are yeah, helping him. He now has access to the elite personnel right. to fit your utopian concept or whatever. Yep. You're, you know what? I want to do this. Well, he actually now at Texas, like you can have access to the best D linemen right. and the best line, most athletic linebackers and the best secondary, uh, arguably in the Big 12 mm-hmm. and in the in the country. You know what I mean? Like that that to him, that's why he will stay. Like, I, like, I got to go oh, that's that. why never, He's on, never on. had this in his you're, life. You're I, never going to leave those situations right? once you get to that it's, point. Yeah, it's the way Saban, Belichick, and Papa running I got a stuff. glimpse of that last summer when I heard him speak at the Angelo football clinic and he was breaking down his defense and talking about his zone blitz packages and his blitz packages and he was talking about you know in this defense I like leaving my corners on an island which you know he's like Houston my guys were good he's like have you seen the corners I've got right now I didn't have guys that look like this at Houston (laughs) even we 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 kind of you know we don't we have totally Davis Davis, by the way but he's like Devontae Davis this guy's one of the best athletes I've ever had in a corner you know what I mean like he hasn't had access to this kind of personnel and still has had success but now oh man like yeah like Malcolm Roach I'm with you I guarantee he's cooking up something from Malcolm Roach he's like man that skill set because I think he looks at guy he's like Belichick Mm -hmm. he looks at guys and goes man what can I do with a guy that can run like that with that kind of size and with that can fit in my scheme that's why you didn't see guys all throughout the year you saw different guys step up yeah right well no and that's why he's featuring different guys in in different situations with different matchups you're like oh no who's gonna shine this day oh it's gonna be oh man you gonna wait till I put my corners on an island against these guys you're gonna see them show up and then I'm gonna be able to blitz Malik coming here and there so I think he's all about maximizing skill sets. So that, I love me some right. Tyler Yeah, and so, you look about the one second, sorry, but uh, look at the yeah. adjustment period. We talk about new coaches coming to a conference too, yeah. and now that you have this film on him, I could really see when you have a diamond in the rough type guy like if Roach is that perfect weapon and yeah. the rest of the conference is paying attention that you're bringing your DBs more than anybody, that's a guy that situationally is going to be ahead of the curve. And if this is your strength, use and showcase Malcolm Roach as something and you can use your past film to your advantage. It's something you hear that Very Belichick true. There's a bad film out there all the time time. just for the hell of it. To kind of tie it together with the Seahawks conversation from earlier, you know who loves bringing DBs all the time? Pete Carroll. Yeah, he does. Pete Carroll loves. That's why he loves Cam Chancellor. Who's basically a B-backer. Yeah. He's basically right. Jason Holt. He's the ultimate the- B-backer. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I love this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I'm with you. Pause for the cause to pay some bills, but when we come back, it is more Texas spring football talk because the Longhorns are on the verge of getting back on the gridiron, and we will talk about it when we come back on Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Welcome back to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Once again, Jeff Howe. 
So we got about 10 minutes left. I want to talk some about the offense. So when we talk about this Texas defense, we, we're going to have this conversation throughout the offseason. We looked at year one to year two from for Manny Diaz, mm-hmm. year one to year two for Vance Bedford. Yeah. Are we saying that with the experienced personnel that Texas has, number one, and number two, the fact that Todd Orlando, in my opinion, has figured out how to coach defense in this conference. Yeah. At least he's got an idea of what he wants to do. He's half the Big 12, I think, which is crazy. Are, are we saying that the defense, <laughs> While it might take a step back, we feel confident saying this thing's not going to fall off cliff. Look, them, look at the bowl game, man. Texas yeah. bowl. No Malik, no Deshaun, um, no Houghton oh, Hill. No. And then all you have is Puna there, and yet that defense still performed to a certain standard. That's why we talk about Against that framework. Against a Big 12 cultured offense. Kind right. of a big 12 yeah, and you always talk about offense. the stability of the framework having some type of scheme advantage, and that's what it's saying. Like Even if you do have a talent fall off, you still have that higher floor because of the system or the right. framework of what yeah. you do. So yeah, it can fall off, but it can still be higher than if you fall off and don't have that, which could be just a crater down below. Yeah. So let's look at the offense real quick, and uh, I, I guess we'll start with the offensive line, because I think that's the most intriguing position group this spring. Now, we did have the big happening last weekend. Calvin Anderson announced he's coming to Texas. He will not be here this spring. He's still got to finish up at Rice. He'll be here this summer, Man. and then he'll be with the team during fall. But Rod, I would expect this spring to be a period of great experience. Now, I don't want to talk quarterbacks this week, just so everybody before. Yeah. Where are you, you guys talking quarterbacks? We got plenty of time. We'll get into it, spring. yeah. Um, but I want to talk about the offensive line because I think this is going to be a group where Herb Hand looks at a lot of different things. Because in the spring, and Rod, I think coaches lose sight of this sometimes. Spring ball is where you can, if you want to see, what does this guy look like at center? I'll run him in there for a period or two. That's a great point. This is where you do that. Mm-hmm. You don't do that during in fall camp because no. that's when preparing for the season yeah you're pretty much you got pretty much like two weeks of of drills and then boom you're in a game plan and install for that yeah, for the yeah. opener so this is where you can experiment with that. I would be shocked if Herb Hand, I mean, I, and I was th- thinking about it. I've got an article coming out on the site about position moves I would make. Roach to be backer was one of those. Mm-hmm. You know a move I would look at? Well, no, well, number one, because you're going to have to have a backup center because with Jake Millen and Terrell Cooney gone, you don't have a backup center right yeah. now. I look at Derek Kerstetter at center. Because that's the position, one of the positions he was thought to be able to play at a high level when he came in, and he's had some time in the strength program now over the winter. So maybe we'll see see how he can anchor a little bit. Number one, and number two, with the flexibility you've got now, knowing that you've got Calvin Anderson at left tackle. To me, if you want to just run Sam Cosby in there to get him reps at left tackle yeah. this spring, do it. Do it. But you've got the flexibility now with a guy like Elijah Rodriguez, who I think is your your kind of five tool guy, your utility player. You can kind of put him wherever you need him, and then a guy like. Like Denzel Okafor with starting experience, maybe let him get some work at tackle. You can work with a guy like Kerstetter at center. And, and it, it's all about making your offensive line better. You, I think you've got to find somebody, whether it's Kerstetter or maybe it's Rodriguez, somebody to push Zach Shackelford for the same reason that Mikey Grandy's going to come in and push Patrick Vahe for the same reason that yeah. Patrick Hudson, when he's healthy in fall camp, is going to push somebody at right guard. You want your five, your best five to be the five that really earn it, not just, okay, these are the five that we think we've got from this group of guys yeah. that we're not really sure about. No, it's exactly what we talked about with the DBs, right? Uh, when they were rebuilding the Texans secondary when Matt came in, he had Quentin Jammer. That's pretty much all he had. Thank God now they they have, you know, um, Calvin Anderson coming in. Yeah. All right, so I was like, all right, I, I got a guy. I got a guy. You know can, who's going to be your starting left tackle. Exactly. I know, and then Quentin Jammer was like, I know who's going to be my starting. He can put my safety, he can put my corner, whatever. He's like, all right, I got these youngsters coming coming in. Um, they're coming in to push my older guys because obviously experience is big. So they're going to come in and just push my older guys. And then you, that, with that, you're able to take it to the next level uh, because maybe one of those young guys will push past you know that that veteran, yeah. um, which didn't give you depth. All right, If that guy wins that job that early, then you have your depth because you got the veteran right. behind him. So that's how you, how you build your depth and it's also how you lift the standard of comp, you know competition in the room. So I totally agree with what you're saying there. No Spring question. is the time where you've got yeah. to think of questions like, who's going to be our backup center? Yep. What if knock on What if wood, this happens? Play the if game, the what if game. Yeah. If Zach Shackelford tears a knee up yeah. this spring and yeah. is out for an extended period yeah. this fall, what are you going to do at center? It's almost that should be like what the coaches come up with like mm-hmm. before the practice. It's like, all right, well, we're coming out this way. It's like, what if something happened to Blank? Because that's what happened last year. Yeah. yeah. That what if game is what happened last year. All and those, all those, all really those fancy charts the coaches <laughs> have. kept going down and all this kind of stuff. That's what happened. So play that game. Yes, but, all those charts, all those things, that's what they should be figuring out 
out. Like when you see yeah. on game day, there's a hundred different things that for this player, this situation, without this guy, that's what you're looking for we're, right now. We're this, not going to be surprised during the season by any situation. This is work because if I'm if I'm Sam Cosme or JP Urquidez, I know Calvin Anderson is going to be the starting left tackle. Nope. Done. That's why they recruited the guy. That's why he's right. In. But if I'm Herb Hand, I go to JP Urquidez and Sam Cosme and say, you two are going to battle it out of left tackle. Because if something happens to Calvin during the season, I got to know who's going to be our left tackle. I got to have my plan B. I got to I got to have a exactly. Yep. Got to have the backup plan. So you can let those guys battle it out. You can, you know, see what Derek Kerstetter looks like at center. Yep. Is Denzel is Denzel Okafor a better fit at tackle or guard? guard. Figure yep. it out now. And yeah. these are the types of Rodriguez is a better fit at tackle or guard. I like figure that, that out now. I say you have a plan B and C for every position. That's what you figure out in the spring. And you can never yep. really say that you can figure out like if a guy likes to play football or what, but like if it's say like you aren't playing your position and one guy is going to go play that other position and this guy is hesitant or doesn't want to. You just found out you just found who out wants the guy's to play that football. You want yeah. to go play this which, football. Which Tom Herman likes to do. We know that. So those are the type of things building. like right now. Like yeah. you can learn a lot from something even yeah. if it is absolutely nothing. Him not moving over to use backup that minutes and those things. And so little stuff like that in the spring. I agree with that. We, uh, we, we talk about Chris Boyd and Brandon Jones. Chris Boyd being the guy you can build the defense around. Brandon Jones being, you know, uh, a guy that's kind of on the clock. And we really mm-hmm. totally poo-poo. But you go to the <laughs> offense, and, and I think Calvin Anderson's the guy that this line is going to be built around. Yep. Um, I think Zach Shackelford is kind of in that Brandon Jones role. I, I, Zach Shackelford's on the clock. He's got to play better than he did last year. There you go. He's a, he's like the Brandon Jones of the group. Yeah. It's like, all right. And, and the guy <laughs> that we've kind of poo-pooed who I think has got to be better, Patrick Vahe has got to be better. Yep. You you need you need him to play like an all like an all Big Twelve caliber guy. He should be at this point. That and, was his, that was that was part. His right. ceiling was higher. And than here's it is. the deal, yeah, Rod. To me, and this is no shot against Patrick Vahe. I like Patrick. I think he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. But if he's not, you need to figure out pretty quick if Mikey Grandy is or not. Man, I forget about Grandy. Yeah, and that's a guy like you said. You say you, those guys coming in, man. Who if are, if who you're are, recruiting a JC Lyman, you ain't Pelo- recruiting yeah. him to be a backup yeah. guy. And he's got that mentality too. Like, no, man, I don't got a lot of time. I ain't got no time. I gotta, I gotta go now. Like, I gotta get in it. I gotta work hard. That's what I gotta do. He's a grown. He's a grown. And he, he be yeah, older. Quite motivated. How old is he? He's at a new place. I want to. I want to see what the what the former MMA fighter looks like at left guard. Mm-hmm. Right. Know his attitude. He's a fighter. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> and we found out he Gary Johnson's just happy to be eating. <laughs> Food like if you're coming yeah, over yeah. from right. a JUCO and Damn. you get a job. That's how I want Texas, my. That's how I want my like line back because I want to be happy to get a free for free meal. They're like, yeah, yeah. The, the definition of hungry. He's hungry. The Gary Johnson conversation. Though, he gained ten pounds like real quick because yeah, he just. Dude. It's like it's amazing <laughs> what you can do when you're eating three meals a day. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he was hungry. Literally. Watch out for those hungry JUCO guys coming in. Literally, they're. K State is a program built on them. I can stand to skip a meal. Or two, but Gary and, and give one to Gary Johnson if, if you need it. Which, by the way, man, we were talking about pregnancy weight before the show started. I think I gained more weight during my wife's pregnancy than she did. It's Travis over here laughing. Sympathy weight, right? Here's my problem. Sympathy yeah. like every, earlier. And, everybody yeah, knows that I've had. Weight. Everybody knows I have I have weight issues. Like it's no secret. Like I stress eat, Rod. Like uh, do you? That's my problem. That's my nice. fallback. I stress eat. Nice confession there. Like, some the people show. have their vices, like yeah. you drink or you mm-hmm. do pills. I stress eat. Yeah. Like why did I just eat three bowls of Fruit Loops? I didn't eat three bowls of Fruit Loops. Yeah. Why? And you don't even realize you're doing it at the time. Yeah. And then to like your third bowl, you know, what the hell am I doing? Why am I up at two in the morning eating burritos? love how yeah. wrong with me. Nope, trust me, dude. Yeah. I, I, I stress other things, but I won't reveal that on the show. I don't, you I don't know, know how know. we got from Gary Johnson to me <laughs> Probably some kids listening. Exactly. Kids listening, you know. I, but, I, you know, I, we got <laughs> more. To, we, we're going to have a, we're gonna have more shows, and, and, and I'm back now for the time being. I'm, nice. I'm probably going to take some time off at some point. But next week we'll get that into the offense because, you know, the Herb Hand conversation is one I want to get into because that bleeds over into Derek Wareheim going to coach tight end. And that's a position that, again, Rob, we talk about the pro spread. The position that ties the pro with the spread is the tight end. end. And we talk about guys that we're ready to see bust out. Could this be the spring where we see Reese Leto, who had a good fall, but it's the fall. You're not really worried about scout team guys. Mm -hmm. Is this where we start hearing about Reese Leto being a guy that looks like he could be an ace? It's just one component of the offensive identity crisis that Texas football has been going through for the last, going on nine years now. All right? Because nobody's been able to fix it. The offense has been broken since 2010, and nobody's been able to fix it. That's that's partly why Tom Herman was brought in, right. to fix it. And there are a lot of aspects. So it's quarterback, offensive line, first 
offensive lineman draft since 2008 will come up this year in the draft. Finally, we'll um, stop talking finally, about that. You know what I mean? Stat. And find a running game, all those things. You brought up tight end. Tight end has been an endangered species on the 40 right. acres uh, since David Thomas, his both gave. So all those things is part of the things he's got to fix to fix the overall crisis about offense. All right. It is time to wrap this thing up and put it in the oven, and we will do that on the other side as we close out another edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Oh, you're Paul. I'm the new sprinter. Ah, sprint plus... Intern. Yeah, clever, right? Uh, I was just... Looking at getting an amazing iPhone 8? Yeah, because... They have an all-glass design, advanced cameras, A11 Bionic chip, wireless charging... And you get the best price for Unlimited. Nice meeting you. Uh-huh. I'm gonna... Yeah, now you're going to give your second phone to your new friend. Wow, Paul. Oh, my God, that's amazing. I love it. Get the best price for Unlimited. And now get one iPhone 8 and give a second one on us. Or get the unrivaled iPhone 10 now for just $20 per month. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com slash iPhone, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. Requires 18-month leases for well-qualified customers. Early termination results remaining amounts due. Excludes tax credits applied within two bills. iPhone 8, 64 gigabytes, $29.17 a month. Second iPhone 8 after $29.17 a month credit. iPhone 10, 64 gigabytes, $30 a month after $21.67 a month credit. Compared to unlimited HD plans for five lines, carrier features differ. Coverage and offer net everywhere subject to credit and third-down activation fee. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. If you're a small business, first impressions can make all the difference. With Grasshopper, you get all the features of a professional business phone system on your mobile phone. Choose a business phone number, make calls, and send texts. Stay connected and work from anywhere with features like Wi-Fi calling and our desktop app. Set up your account in minutes with no long-term contracts and 24-7 customer support. Make your small business big. Now get $20 off your first month when you visit grasshopper.com radio. That's grasshopper.com slash radio. In winter, you can practically hear your skin changing, drying out, flaking, tightening, becoming itchy, irritated, and inflamed. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. With Cortisone 10, winter can just sound fun again. Cortisone 10, feel the heal. Use as directed. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirabit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Hey there, it's Reese and Irvy from, from the, the franchise, franchise concept Reese and Irvy's. By now you've heard about our patented frozen yogurt vending robots that serve seven flavors of delicious frozen yogurt with six amazing toppings in less than 60 seconds. To date, we've sold over 200 franchises, 1,000 robots, and we're officially labeled as one of the hottest franchise opportunities of 2018. With no employees, no rent, no brick and mortar shops, just fully automated robots that work for you and deliver instant customer satisfaction. Revenue for you smiles for them we secure our franchisees high foot traffic locations like cinemas hotels tourist attractions colleges and malls from installation to instant sensation we provide you all the tools for froyo success no experience is necessary and full and part-time franchise opportunities are available to find out if your territory is still available go to froyofranchising.com to learn more and be sure to enter promo code 2828 that's froyofranchising.com promo code 2828 
As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. Welcome back to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Here again is Jeff Howe. For Matt, for Rod, for Travis, the best day of videographer in the podcast came for everybody at the Austin Radio Network and 104.9 The Horn, AM 1260, Horn FM, The Horn app, where you can hear Rod be on the Rodcast weekdays from 1 to 3. Same as book. For the Horn family, for the Horns 24-7 family, I'm Jeff Howe. Thank you so much for downloading and listening, and we will catch you again on the next episode. You've been listening to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Remember, for the latest Longhorn news 24-7, visit Horns247.com.